okay, you know, what is that one piece that's going to make me so different that I don't have competition? Basically making competition irrelevant. Instagram even just like saying like, oh, that's so blanks look, you know, like everybody wants to have that. Like that is like the goal. Like when people can just see your photo on a wall and be like, oh, that's, that's her name, <laughs> you know? Welcome to the Photo Report, where we have conversations with top-level photographers and other people that create for a living in order to figure out how they do, what they do, and how they've done it, the journey along the way, and all that fun stuff. I'm Braden Flynn, your host, and today's episode is with Stephanie Fishbein, who was a wedding photographer, still does it a little bit, but moved into a company to really learn more of the business side of stuff, has an affinity with business books. We're going to talk so much about this, but this episode is about strategies in marketing. It's a good one. Before we get into the show, I want to tell you real quick about our sponsor, Film Supply Club. If you shoot film or you're interested in film, love film, it is the best place to get it at the best prices. An amazing community of some of the top photographers in our industry. You can check it out at filmsupply.club slash join. Now on to the show. Well, Stephanie, really excited to have this conversation with you. And we're going to be talking about marketing and all that fun stuff. So will you just talk about, yeah, what you do and what you've done and how you sort of got here? So basically, I started after college doing wedding photography up in Seattle, decided, you know, rain is a thing there. And so I moved back to California to start a wedding photography company. And then in doing so, I realized, you know, Went to school for marketing, but I wanted to know more about business and more in the fact that so many businesses are using new models and new tactics, especially with social media being a thing that I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. So let me go to grad school. And in thinking about that, I was like, wow, I don't have any references because I'm my own boss. So job search started and I found a company that basically was full in it that I was like, wow, I'm, you know, trying to do business ownership, but don't know what to do. They're like, great, let us basically pay you to go to grad school. I was like, that sounds incredible. (laughs) And so here I am. So I've been here for about a year and a half. And I do the marketing management and strategy here at the company I work for. How fun. And so you and I were talking a bit off camera, but, or off camera, off, uh, (laughs) off recording, but, you know, really to like think through, you've learned so many different tools mm-hmm. for on the marketing side of things and maybe just go through just a couple, like, because the company that you're working for has done really well. You said it's like tripled mm-hmm. or it's, I mean, it's basically grown a ton. And so what are, what are some of the strategies that you all have like done that have worked? And then we'll sort of get into following up on that. Like, how do we tactically think about that for, you know, someone who's a creative artist or a creative photographer or, you know, making their living doing art, you know, that sort of a degree. Um, yeah. How, do, how does that apply and how can they actually go and do stuff? Absolutely. So I'm going to say a lot of things, but I promise I will get to those juicy details at the end. Um, yeah. So some of the things we, we learn and also practice on a real business here are things like Blue Ocean, which I know you've mentioned in other podcasts. Yeah. So what what is define the Blue Ocean strategy? Sure. Yeah. So basically, there's a concept where Red Ocean is where you look at your competitors and you see what are they doing and how can I do it better? And why is the ocean red? 
you guys are going to kill each other in the process. <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, with Blue Ocean, it's like, okay, you know, what is that one piece that's going to make me so different that I don't have competition? Basically making competition irrelevant. You know, I could, of course, have a whole podcast on just Blue Ocean, but it's very interesting. If you do want to read more about it, um, there are two books on it. I would highly recommend the Blue Ocean Shift book, which is the second one, it has wonderful case studies. So there's canvases where you can basically build strategy to start a business. So if you're already doing photography or have your ideal clients, like it might not be the best, but definitely worth checking out, especially if you want to kind of start over or rebrand. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's really like as a, as a photographer, like how does, because it really is talking to people as they're starting a company, don't start a company that like the competition is so high, really think about it and figure out where, like, if you're looking at the ocean, go, don't go where everybody is, go over like way over there where there's nobody and you can sort of stand alone and do something different, you know? So, so it would be that challenge of thinking about like what I, I really am an advocate of people doubling down on their strengths versus trying to do all things well, because we're not wired for all things. And so like thinking about your brand and thinking about what you do well to, and, and like, what, what is like, we are our brand to a big degree, you know? So like what, and we are all unique and special. So like, what is it that we are bringing to the table versus just trying to look like that next person who, I mean, there's plenty of those people out there. So like, what can you do that sets yourself apart because you are you and this is how you work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially, you know, with social media and Instagram, even just like saying like, oh, that's so blanks look, you know, like everybody wants to have that. Like that is like the goal. Like when people can just see your photo on a wall and be like, oh, that's what's her name, <laughs> you know? And I think that is unfortunately Red Ocean because it's not like you're standing out, you're trying to mimic somebody else's look versus saying like, what am I good at when I take a photo? So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I'm, I'm just saying, sort of thinking off the cuff, like what are other ways for that blue ocean strategy besides like acting out in your own personality or shooting different? Like, I mean, maybe it's pricing, maybe it's like, are there other things that people could be doing you think? I mean, that's a good question. I think it's going to be so dependent. I mean, it could be dependent on location. It could be dependent on, do you travel? Where? Do you maybe travel to a country that nobody else travels to, but it's actually really great for destination weddings? Or is there something within just one like segment that people just have not been there in that market? I'm trying to do really hard to think of an example, but they're not coming for me. I, I mean, maybe, maybe it's that you come from a different ethnicity and like so, so much of like this industry is bombarded with pretty blonde brides, you know, but man, you can speak that language. You can like really bring this artistic flavor and bring in some, something to a culture that like will trust you. You know, it's like you have a leg up on that. So why, why would you try to go and do this over here when maybe this is your market and it will be where you can just really shine? I think that was sort of what I was trying to get with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you can, as they say, like, you know, another concept is growth hacking, which is basically what you just said is like, how can you take something that's, you know, pretty ordinary in other people's eyes, but put a unique touch to it to then blow up with it? Um, or as they say nowadays, go viral, but, you know, as a business. So that's exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah. Fun. So what else? Growth hacking. Are there any other ways that people could growth hack within this world? 
<laughs> within school. Yeah, I mean, I think growth hacking, you know, so there's there's like four pillars of that where it's analyzed. So either if you know how to look at your data, like your website, or what are people clicking, what are people liking, analyze that, then ideate, meaning, you know, what either content can I build, what maybe a guide for my clients, like one that I was mulling over, you can totally steal this, but I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. And I figured, oh, wow, what if I put together a guide of all the locations I've ever shot at for couples and have like a picture guide for them saying like, where would you want your engagement photos? And I can only know that that's going to be popular knowing if people are clicking on that guide. So, you know, that's a growth hacking concept where like, what if that guide now is being shared with a bunch of other photographers? And then I can be like, hey guys, let's like make this guide better. And then there's the growth that uh, it's a very yeah, totally. minor example, but that's an example. And so you would ideate that, then you would prioritize like, how important is this? What's the big, is there a risk? Like how much time is it going to take you? Meaning time money? Is it going to be money? Like, is there any overhead with it? And then test. So send it out into the market and see what happens and then start over I, with analyze and just keep going around and around. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the areas that I am, uh, I, I know is very important, but very poor at doing <laughs> the analysis. And then actually, I mean, all tech companies, that's their whole deal is like growth hacking is one, but two is basically to test to, I, you know, everything that you just said to then see what's working and then double down on that. Exactly. And it's, it's tedious and it's, it's very challenging, but seeing the results is what motivates you to start it over again (laughs) and again and again and again. You know, if you, it's one of those things that you just got to build the habit. Um, I'm all about habits and habit building, which is also because of one of the other business models, which is understanding switching forces. So like, what are the habits of your customers? Do they go to blogs more? Do they go to Instagram more? Which obviously we know, unfortunately, (laughs) the answer to that, but you you get the idea, you know, what are some anxieties they have when booking a a wedding photographer? Like, what if they don't get along with them? Is that a huge anxiety? How do you understand that? So yeah. What is, so what is a switching force? Can you define that? Yeah. So switching forces are either habits, anxieties, push and pull, pushing, meaning what is sending them to you. So like maybe a referral or an Instagram post got popular, or, you know, they just like your look and they saw you on Pinterest. And then polling is what are you doing? Like what effort are you putting out there to get them to come to you? So those are the, the forces. So habit, you know, obviously if they're already looking at Jose's beautiful photos, they might have a habit to look for people at least in that color range or in the film world. Whereas anxiety, maybe they are like, oh, wow, like I want that film look, but I can't pay for it. Like I don't have it in budget. So how then do you take those two segments, um, meaning like group of people with certain uh, desire? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like the old fashioned, you know, male in their 20s, you know, that kind of look is is what a segment is. And so how do you take that segment and now pull them um, towards you? So yeah, that's switching forces in a nutshell. Cool. Amazing. All right. What else? What else we got? Yeah. So, okay. And then um, a big one we do here is jobs to be done. Um, So though, you know, wedding photography is thought of as a uh, service and not necessarily a product, though it can be because of prints and everything. We believe that like everybody is buying a solution. They are not buying a product. So what job are you trying to solve for them or what problem are you trying to solve for them to then have your growth spiral? <laughs> I have a wonderful example. Unfortunately, I will not be able to tell you a name, but it's called Milkshake. And so if you Google or YouTube Milkshake jobs to be done, 
they basically show you how the original concept of this happened, which was with McDonald's. So briefly, I'll let you know about this. It's pretty cool. They literally overnight increased their sales of their milkshakes alone by 300%. And they did that through Jobs to be Done, meaning they were like, okay, so the common people coming to their, well, in this case, locations, were people who were like just in, out, and on the road. So they stopped a few of these people and interviewed them and said, hey, like, why are you buying that milkshake? And in a Red Ocean world, what you would have done is go to like Carl Jr. or go to another like fast food place that has a milkshake and be like, look, what are they doing? Why can't we have sales like that? But what Jobs To Be Done did and what Blue Ocean would do is ask the customer why they're doing it. Because um, originally you'll think, well, my competition is, you know, in and out. And really the competition is a banana or a bagel or some other forms of filling your stomach. Because what they found through these interviews were that these people had really long drives. They didn't have two hands because they were driving and they wanted something that would stay in their stomach for a very long time. And so in order to do that, they would go to the McDonald's, buy it quickly and leave. So McDonald's said, okay, well, what if we gave you, just you guys, a kiosk where you can buy your milkshakes? And boom just overnight literally i would highly recommend watching the video because he explains it much better <laughs> but um it's just fascinating it's fascinating that you can do that simply by asking a few questions and direct like understanding that they are trying to solve something it's not that they're just trying to hire you because you're you have pretty photos like they're hiring you because they maybe don't want their photos to look a certain way but want it to look another way not that the other way's bad but they just have such a vision in their mind and how can you meet that vision or how can you please that vision yeah, that's huge. And something that I did for a bit. So basically what you're saying would be, let's say somebody inquires with you and they are looking to possibly book you. So they've said, hey, are you available for my date? Mm -hmm. And then in a call with them, being able to say, hey, by the way, can I ask, like, what what drew you to want to reach out to me? Or what, like, why... Why, why me? <laughs> yeah, why why me? There's a lot of photographers out there. Why me? Or like, what what is it that you saw in my work that wanted to get you to reach out? And then sort of hearing what that is is that mm -hmm. is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, absolutely. Like that for sure. Like especially right away, um, because again, you mentioned marketing funnels, right? Mm -hmm. So this would be at the top of that marketing funnel. This will be the acquisition source. Like, how are they finding you, and why? And this is like the freshest moment because it's it's right there. It's right then and there. Like they know why they, they are talking to you. So absolutely, that's a perfect place. The other place would be afterwards. It's like, um, it is a bit of more of an interview. So it's going to be trickier. But yeah, when they are satisfied with you, that's the best time to ask. And then when they are first acquiring you. Yeah. Yeah. How neat. Yeah, because one of, one of the things, I, I think that helps, like it goes back on the, a few of these points you just made of the sort of the research and then also being able to, as, it's almost like testing on your website of like, what are people attracted to and what are people drawn to? Exactly. So if you recognize that people are drawn to this certain aspect of your work, maybe that's the thing that you focus on. And maybe you didn't even realize that that's what they were, like what people were seeing or you weren't meaning to do that, but that's what keeps coming out. Exactly. And if you 
then book this client and love it and think that, oh my God, wait, that's a client I didn't even know I could have. Then you can now go back to your content planner or content scheduling and say, great, now I'm going to just schedule a bunch of content that reflects that and answers that question before people even come to me and even ask it. Because that's like the goal with any type of marketing is how can I answer the questions or hear the anxiety or the push forces that people were going to ask me anyways. And now that I'm answering for them, they trust me more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. One of, one of the things that happened with me, I was, I was asking that because I was actually curious and the people would say like, we really love like your candid photos that you have on your site. I think I've said this before, but you know, for me, it was like, I had to stop and think. I was like, I don't, I, I don't have any, like really like not many, any candid photos on like that I post or anything. And then I realized that it was because it's like, Oh, like the way, cause I've directed everything, but the way that I directed it is to get people to be candid. And I think there's also something to say, like you take a lot of photos on a day, whether it's a, whatever type of photo shoot, but a wedding specifically. And with that, it's like, there's a lot of, if you're putting one photo from a wedding up on your website or on your Instagram, you know, there's so many different photos you could have chosen from. So it even helps really like curate the images that you're grabbing. So, so now it's like seeing, like knowing that people are drawn to that work that looks really candid, I'm maybe more apt to put that sort of work up there to be like, oh, this is, this is what people are being drawn to from what I do, you know, so being able to then have more of that on the site. Yeah, exactly. Like that is the problem you're solving. You are saying, hey guys, you want those candid looks? You want that like almost, you know, what they would say, what photojournalism look yeah. back in the day, but great. I got that. And you don't even have to ask about it. Here it is. So that's a perfect example. Yeah. Fun. And then are there other strategies that you all have been using that you think would be good with this? Yeah. So the, the, the big one, kind of probably one of the last ones is uh, called customer journey mapping. So basically what that means is um, the touch points um, or the, the, the funnel, um, but very, very granular. So it goes from, you know, becoming aware. So they understand, okay, one, maybe in this case, I got engaged. Now I need a photographer for my wedding or engagement photographer. And then they, they find you or they find other people to compare you to, which is the next stage to compare. Um, that's probably when they'll start reaching out to you, understanding your pricing, what you offer, your packages, um, then buying, meaning um, booking you, then receiving, um, which in this case would be, you know, your actual wedding, um, and then follow-up. Um, follow-up is probably the key. So if you guys know um, the NPS score or net promoter score, it basically is like, how likely is that person going to refer you? Um, because as we probably know, referrals are gold. Like if you can get referred, um, it's magic. Um, and so that is the whole map. And then what you want to do is you want to go into each of those um, stages and be able to understand the switching forces. And in order to do that, you do use another um, like concept or graph or analyzing of numbers called the business landscape. So if it's, um, you have a business opportunity, you'll use the business landscape to graph the opportunities and understand, okay, I should go to that tactic. Um, let me give an example. Cause I know I just said a lot. Yeah, I got <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, for instance, I'm just trying to think of an example now. Um, Okay, so let's go with the candid because that was a great example. So 
if somebody's, you know, they've got engaged, so they're at the stage now they're comparing you, they've, they've talked to you, and they brought up, hey, I want those candid looks, you can then go in for future, like, marketing. You can go in and say, hey, so you said you really like candids. Um, now I, I want to rate these for you. So you would want to rate the importance and the satisfaction. So you can say, like, you say, don't name names, but with all the other people you're comparing me or marketing through, uh, not marketing, um, Choosing between, yeah. Yeah, choosing between. Um, you know, how important is it for you to have candid shots at your wedding? And they have to rate it from 1 to 10. So you take that. So if they say 10, like, I really want those candids, great. Okay, so say satisfaction with all the other people. How satisfied are you with the amount of candids you see from them? And if they say anything low, so like, oh, five or four, it would be the opportunity plus opportunity minus satisfaction. If that number is above 14, it's a business opportunity for you. Mm. So if, you know, math is hard, so I'm not going to try to do <laughs> it right now. But if, say, you know, they ended up rating it and you got a 17, you're like, oh, my God, I need to do this in my marketing from now on because that's huge for the people who I want to book. Um, so that's a huge thing for the customer journey because now, you you know, these things are like a big bulletin board of sticky notes that can go across an entire wall, which we have here. Um, and so what you would want to do is you want to, you want to put all of these points that they look for either the pain points, like what are they anxious about? Or, you know, what are they looking for? What's something that they actually physically are doing? So, you know, when they're buying something, maybe are they waiting to, to see prints from you? How, you know, how important is it for them that they know exactly when they're going to get those prints and how satisfied are they? with that time it takes um so those are it's it's a very long process i mean that's literally what i've been doing at this company for the last year and a half <laughs> and we are still doing it to this day it's, a, it's ever ever changing and ever growing but um it's it's pretty intense and exciting uh <laughs> yeah. to see that it works it actually works um so yeah this yeah happens. are there are there any good books on that uh, the customer journey yeah you'd recommend so one's called, I, I will never be able to have authors, I'm so sorry, but I know one's called Customer Mapping. Okay. Um, I have a list of audibles. Um, on a side note, I could always send these to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would not be able to. Okay, no worries. So Customer Mapping. And then have you, do you know Don Miller, Donald Miller? Have you heard his book, um, Story Brand? No, actually. So story brand. So he is an author that he's written his book that got most famous when he, his first most famous book was called blue like jazz. And Mm. so a lot of books that are um, like more memoirs of things that like he did and then lessons, like things that he's learned. He's a really, really great storyteller, but he's moved more into the business space and he now like consults and does business, but he has a podcast called story brand and then a book called story brand. And the so from a story writer's perspective, and this sort of goes into your customer journey, mm-hmm. is looking at it. And so often we think that we are the the main character of our story, you know, of our like this yeah. business, yeah. but we're actually not. What what you want to be doing from a business perspective is your customer is the main character, you know, and then we are the guide. So in any in any great story, there's oh you look at Star Wars, you look at just like almost any great story the Lord of the Rings, you've got, you know, Gandalf, the wizard, you've got all these different things where there's a character that has a problem 
And then they have to overcome this problem and there's a guide helping them overcome this problem till then they get this like grand result of like defeating the bad guy, and, you know, <laughs> sure. or, or completing their quest. And so from, from a perspective on how you're doing business, you're thinking that your customer your bride or your groom, if you're a wedding photographer, they, they have a problem and they, so they have these fears, they have these things. And so you as their guide are helping them over, like you're, you're basically creating a solution for their problems and showing them how and presenting that as what you do, you know, so you're solving their problems so that they can get the end result of this like beautiful photographed wedding. That's creating this experience. that's fun for their friend. You know, it's like, Mm-hmm. Then you're sort of mapping out who's your ideal client, who's your like who what what would this ideal's client and you know successful destination end up being, you know, and then so then you start figuring out like, okay, how can I solve that problem for them and how can I guide them through the process in my marketing materials and and all that. Exactly. Yeah. And like to really um use that for yourself and to build your business, you would then document all that and then have a, like a packet ready. Like, you know, as people have marketing packets, like you would have everything you just said answered in a nice, pretty little package that you can, you know, it can be digital, but just send it to them right when you book them. And they'll be like blown, like blown away. They're like, wow, these are literally like, I didn't even know I had these questions and I, I have the answers. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly it. Yeah. And so, you know, just as Apple does, you know, like we want something we didn't know we wanted. <laughs> Right. So that, and then, but in, in what you're saying, like we can build that in, even with a photography business, like that's crazy. And it's yeah. really cool. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom and wanting to take the time. And I loved that you just reached out to say, Hey, listen, I think I've got some stuff that will be really helpful for your audience and be willing to share it. But I, I mean, this is all important. I'm going to, in the show notes, you're going to email me some of your book lists and I'll put those in there if, if anyone wants some book recommendations and I have plenty more if uh, other people want them. But it's, is there anywhere that people can look you up or find out more about you and what you're doing? I mean, I do still do wedding photography, so okay. you're welcome. Yeah. I do have a website. It's just my name.com. So Stephanie Fishbein, F-I-S-H-B-E-I-N.com. Um, and, you know, you can email me there. And I would love to even just talk about business, um, help you with yours. Uh, I just love talking about this stuff. So it's really fun. Really right. Fun. So if anyone has more questions on any of those strategies she talked about, you can go find her on her site and shoot her an email. And really appreciate you and, and sharing with that. I think it's those are really helpful. And I mean... I think if any, I I think there's too many of us that don't think strategically enough about what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it, you know, and that, that comes down to sort of the blue ocean strategy. It, it, it's, I feel like everything that you talked on sort of like builds on top of each point and, and really from like, how are you doing it to then who is your customer to then how do you actually meet your customer where they are and fill their needs, you know, but, but I think it's really easy to just go through the motions, shoot pictures, put pretty pictures up on Instagram and hope people book you versus like really having a strategy behind it and putting out, putting forth the work mm-hmm. to make it happen. Yeah. And visualizing, I think that's huge. Like, especially with concepts, like, Oh my gosh, they're so dense. And you try to put that into your brain while you're doing other things in marketing. It's like it's impossible. It's just, it's practically, <laughs> I mean, I've tried, trust me, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so even just, like I said, sticky note it, put it on a wall, write it down, draw it out, like see it, see your brand, see your marketing. Um, don't just think about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. 
man, I hope you took notes during that one because there's so many different things and really, really want to just challenge you to be thinking through that blue ocean strategy and the customer journey. I mean, there's, there's so many different pieces that you could be putting together from this episode. Really, really helpful tactics and so appreciative that Stephanie wanted to share that info with us. As always, if you like this, please share it. We'd love any shout outs on Instagram, Instagram stories. And if you have any questions for me, for anything you want to hear about, anything you, you or anyone you want to hear from, you can reach out at the photo report on Instagram. So you just go, you could just send a direct message, leave comments, but follow along there. And if you haven't subscribed to this, subscribe here. You can do that on iTunes, leave a review. That is super helpful in regards to just letting people know that this podcast exists and it's out there and that you like it. So thanks so much. Check you out in the next one. And I hope you enjoy the journey on the way as you're doing all this stuff that you're doing. Really hope you like this episode and do not forget, make sure that you enjoy the journey on the way because this is just a job and we're really lucky to get to do what we do, but make sure that you're having fun in the process, enjoying the journey on the way to that destination. So until next time.